guys, welcome to another episode of Chats from the Blog Cabin. Today I'm joined by Christina, one of the faces behind NC Tripping. NC Tripping is a husband and wife team that travel all across the state of North Carolina with their toddler daughters. So you can imagine just what their life is like. So join us and listen in as we discuss everything related to North Carolina travel as well as the blogging world and traveling with a toddler. So start listening. of chats from the blog cabin today i have christina from nc tripping joining us and christina why don't you introduce yourself yeah of course so my name is christina riley um my husband and i we run nc tripping we live in durham north carolina with our toddler and we explore north carolina and we write about it okay tell us how nc tripping came about so carl and i spent five years living in south korea and when we were in korea we kind of started to look at the map and just kind of put things on the map and see, well, let's see what can happen there. Um, And after five years in South Korea, we came back and we landed in North Carolina and decided this is going to be home now. And we kind of done the same thing that we did in Korea um, with North Carolina is kind of look at the map and say, well, there's something to explore everywhere. So we wanted to, as we learned our new home of North Carolina, share it with uh, readers and develop an audience and be authentic in um, our travel with how we experience North Carolina. Now, originally it wasn't supposed to be full time for both of you. Am I correct? No. Um, so Carl wanted his dream was to always do it full time, and I think I was kind of in the don't really know what I'm doing with my life. Um, and so back in April of last year. Carl had been begging me forever. He's like, let's do this full time. Let's do it. How much money do I have to make in order to let's do it full time? And uh, the universe decided for us. He lost his job and we decided to go all in in uh, our website and content creation. And we've been pushing hard ever since. (laughs) So do you divide up duties or do you kind of just say, okay, I'm going to take the toddler today. You're going to do go do your thing or... (laughs) Yeah, um, so when she was in school, it was a lot easier, but uh, yeah, we pretty much, we get up at 4 a.m. That's when our day kind of starts. We do some work or workout um, and try and start the day then, and then I'll take the kid in the morning, he'll take the kid in the afternoon, and we kind of split time watching her and working at the same time. Um, Typically, Carl does a lot of the website and back-end work while I do the photography and the social media. And we both split the the writing, so it's 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 an interesting um, partnership that we have because it ends up being 
we both complement each other's and our strengths and weaknesses. Yeah, what I do love is the fact that you also um, talk about traveling with a toddler and how sometimes it's not as rosy as it always seems to be. <laughs> yes, um, I was not blessed with a easy child, so she is very uh, strong-willed, and that will suit her great when she's older. But as far as traveling, she loves to travel, um, but it's not always as beautiful and Instagram ready as you think it would be. So um, yeah, we like to share that because we think that not only is it possible to travel with a toddler, but it's not going to be easy all the time, but it is something that um, is great to do and experience. So um, Charlotte's come with us on trips ever since she was eight weeks old. That was her first trip. And um, you know, she just did the mountains and the, the beach last week. So she keeps trucking along. <laughs> you just had a birthday too, am I correct? Yeah, she just turned three. She turned three at the beach. So we went to celebrate um, over in Emerald Isle with her. And that's her in the little corner right here, right? Looking at the goats on here, yeah. on your mm -hmm. head for your um, yes. So I was just showing everybody what your um, website looks like. What's your favorite place to visit in North Carolina? That's like asking what's, you know, who's my favorite child. Um, I think that what is interesting to me is that every place and destination has something to it. Um, whether you're going for the food, you're going for the mountains, you're going for the beach, you're going for the people. Um, ultimately, I can't pick just one. <laughs> um, yeah, but I think that, yeah, I can't just pick one. Okay, what about child-friendly? What's the most child-friendly things that you've done with your daughter? Hmm. Well, we did a lot in Wilmington. Uh, we have an article specifically for child-friendly things to do. There are a lot of museums there. Um, the Railroad Museum, she really loves. Um, she even also loves going on Battleship and Sea and um, being on the big boat. Um, you know, for her, we've kind of stayed away from like the most child-friendly things because as we wanted to show that you can still kind of do the adult things that you wanted to do with kids. So she goes to breweries with us. She goes to nice-ish restaurants not all of them um have you know kid big chicken fingers and french fries and whatnot um she goes hiking with us so we like to show that um while there are kid-friendly attractions in north carolina uh the wilson whirly gigs is one of them that uh, she just loves going and looking at all the whirly gigs but that you know kids also go hiking they also go to the beach they go for drives on the parkway <laughs> Speaking of breweries, I know you're a big fan of Dirtbag Ales in Fayetteville. I am, and I'm going back next week. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'm so jealous because I'm a big fan of Fayetteville, period. So Yeah. Yeah. No, we're going back. It's not on our itinerary to go to Dirtbag, but uh, we'll be there. <laughs> well, um, also, I wanted to give you a heads up. Wilbur's Barbecue has opened back up in Goldsboro, so definitely. All that. Yeah, and I was I'm very eager to get back out that direction, and because uh, we we went before they closed down, and it was one of my favorites. So I'll be back there soon. <laughs> um, so what's on the next up in the agenda for NC tripping? Where are you guys going? 
Um, so we're going to Fayetteville next week, and then we're going to Burke County, Boone, and Blowing Rock uh, the week after that. And then uh, we don't have any more trips kind of officially planned after that, but uh, we tend to find things and we just go. That's also part of the beauty of having to do this full time. Before when Carl had his full time job, you know, we had to schedule um, vacation days and hope, you know, it was, it was a lot harder to get things moving for us. Now we travel in the middle of the week because everybody is going on the weekends. The state parks are full by 10 a.m. So for us, we hit the trails by 9 a.m. on a weekday and they're great and they're empty, not empty, but not uh, they're not as full as they are on the weekend. So that's something that we really love to do is just take a weekend. We'll work through the the weekend and uh, take a weekday and go for a trip. Yeah, I noticed that a couple of weeks ago you were posting that Raven Rock mm -hmm. you couldn't even get in during the weekend, but you went back during the week. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, I mean, and I don't, I don't blame anyone. It's been weeks and weeks of not being able to go to state parks, and now that they're open, um, you know, going out on the trails is, is something great and fun to do. It's just that unfortunately the trails aren't used to having this amount of people on them. Um, so there's there's no parking there's the infrastructure's not there so if you can go hiking during the week it's that's the best time for it okay so talking about you guys had pivot a little bit when COVID-19 came around because obviously you couldn't travel so tell me how you redid your content that way because I really thought it was really neat the way you pivoted it so of course it wasn't responsible for us to tell people to travel. I mean, we make our money traveling or living, um, pay our mortgage based upon telling people to travel. So when we couldn't tell people to travel, we wanted to share and highlight other things about North Carolina that uh, that are still travel worthy, but a virtual way. So um, we started to do a lot more about facts, interesting facts about North Carolina. We wrote an article about famous foods from North Carolina, because these are things that are interesting to us um, and things that if we sit down to Google and we're like, yeah, that's what I kind of want to know about North Carolina. We started to think about what would we search for and what are we interested in? So Carl's really into history. So that's why he wrote uh, North Carolina facts. He has like 60 plus facts about North Carolina. And I'm really into food. So I wrote an article about the famous foods in North Carolina. Um, on top of that, I think that we wrote a lot of articles that we didn't know that we already had the content for. Um, you know, from March to this week, I had canceled, I think, 17 trips that wow. we were supposed to take during um, the COVID period. So there was a lot of content that we were going to be having and pushing out during these last couple of months. Um, and so instead of that, we took a, some time to kind of reflect back and see, look at our content that we already had and how we could shape and rebuild it to still keep putting out valuable content. Um, you know, sometimes it just takes a minute for you to kind of look around and see, well, there's stuff there. You just have to try and find a new route to go about it. Yeah. One of the things I really love is that you have a Facebook group called North Carolina Travel with NC Tripping, which I absolutely love because you can go in there and you can post a question and someone comes up with, okay, you need to visit here, here, here. So it's not basically all around you. So tell us how that yeah. group came about. 
yeah, that was, that was Carl. Go Carl. <laughs> um, yeah, it became a, because we started to get questions on our Facebook page where people would um, ask to the page. And if you ask to the page, really, I'm the only one that sees it. Whereas in a group, you know, you've got everyone that's in the group that's able to answer your questions, kind of give some ideas because, you know, we just moved here, what, five years ago. So North Carolina is still pretty new to us in terms of what to do. We haven't been everywhere. And that's something that we're really open and honest about is that we haven't been everywhere. There's places that we still want to go. And so there are other people on the internet and on Facebook who know better than us too, because they've been there, they've lived here, they've done it. And these are people who are travelers and want to be there to travel and share what they know about North Carolina. So um, yeah, it's been really great and it's fun and engaging and we've gotten to really know a lot of people in the group as well. Um, and it's just another place where it's it's not focused on us, that you can be you and you can ask your questions and get to know everybody in the group. And we have one comment saying that Facebook group sounds amazing. And it is amazing. I mean, because <laughs> from all over chiming in on places to go. Yeah. yeah and not everybody even in the group lives in North Carolina. Perhaps they're just, you know, they'll be driving through to the beach or there are people who come seasonally and they kind of want some ideas on what's what's new and because things are constantly changing restaurants are opening closing um new attractions are opening up and so uh it's really great because if we can't be there or we don't know about it somebody tells us about it and that we've gotten a lot of great content ideas just from the facebook group and uh, people telling us about things well so it kind of serves a twofold purpose to inform others and to also help you guys out too yeah. <laughs> It does. Well, yeah, because uh, I mean, we went to Maggie Valley last week and we had never been there. And so uh, Carl put out in the group of what's there to do, what kind of trails, where, you know, where should we stay? Because, you know, if, if we're planning a trip on our own, we want to know from other people who've experienced it themselves, too. Now, I, I love how you kind of source out your information. Do you ever give credit back to like, hey, thanks for, for mentioning that in the group? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes on our uh, on our in our articles, we'll say that people have recommended it um, from the, our Facebook group for sure. Because you know, it's not we can't do this without other people. Just like um, you know, it's it's not just about us. Yeah, that's so true. Now, what's on your wish list for North Carolina for traveling to North Carolina that you've never been to? <sighs> you know. This past week when we went to Maggie Valley, that was actually on our wish list because we hadn't really been in the Highlands area and done a lot of the waterfalls. And so that was, we spent a lot of time kind of north of Asheville, but not really south of Asheville. And that was where we kind of wanted to explore. And we only had three days and one of them was raining. So we spent the day kind of just chilling. But uh, I do want to spend some more time hitting the trails in Western uh, North Carolina as well as Bryson City. We haven't been to Bryson City. And uh, Calabash is also on my list because I love food. And <laughs> <laughs> I love food. <laughs> I think everybody loves food. Yeah. Um, you know, waterfalls. You posted something on your Insta stories about waterfalls this past weekend. Yeah, I did. Um, I think we did seven waterfalls this past week. 
And uh, one of them I was not prepared for. I had done my research. Supposedly, I had done my research on this on this one waterfall, uh, Kulasaja Falls. And it said it was a roadside waterfall. Turns out it was not a roadside waterfall. It was down in a gorge. I got halfway down there and Carl and Charlotte were hanging up in the at the car. And there was this rope that goes across uh, some rocks and then uh, a log. And I was like, mm-mm. Nope. Can't do it. Can't, can't, can't. I, I'm, I feel like I can do a lot of things, but that was not one of them. <laughs> so that wasn't your most challenging thing, I guess. <laughs> yeah. From this, yeah. From this trip, that was the, uh, I'm not going to do it. I did the ne- very next day. I did another waterfall that did require some ropes, um, but it was not as intimidating and scary. I think the the part about this particular falls was that, it was really, really steep, and it was already really wet, and this was not, uh, I couldn't see the bottom. That was the other part. <laughs> so, yeah, I was, I, I, as much as I wanted to get that shot, I think I, I just knew when to walk away. <laughs> now, do you um, see it becoming easier or harder now that Charlotte's getting older to travel with her? It gets different. I think that um, we've learned different ways to kind of uh, grow with her with traveling. I think that one of the hardest things that we have to do as parents is to remember to slow down for her, that um, she doesn't always get to do what she wants to do with our job. And we don't want her to resent travel either. So we try to build in time where You know, she gets to walk this trail and she can take her time. She can do whatever she wants. She can pick up the rocks. She can have her space in it. Um, And then sometimes I'll go ahead and do something. So it's, it's different. We, we, we are constantly reevaluating how we travel with her and how we can make it uh, better for her. And then there are also times uh, that I just travel by myself. So that, um, you know, if there are destinations that aren't particularly kid friendly, or I know that it's going to be a really packed trip where I'm going to be doing a lot and we don't have the time to kind of bounce around, then um, I'll just go by myself and Carl will hang out. <laughs> so you tend to one, tend to go first? Yeah. Yeah. Because I do the photography. So, uh, you know, Carl is really, really great at what he does. And he spent a lot of time learning SEO and Google and managing the back end of the website. And I spent a lot of time learning photography and social media. So um, that's where our strengths are. So if there's a, there's a trip, I get to go by myself. You get a little break. A working break. (laughs) Still, it's a break from not having, like you can, your own time kind of a little bit because you're not so scheduled. Yeah. I do want to talk about one particular thing that I saw on your Facebook page. I think it was back in the the winter where people were like coming down on you, especially bloggers particularly, but you, because you guys had visited, you had come to Goldsboro. That's how I know. That's how I know because I was commenting and you had visited these places where the, um, you know, the tourism, travel and tourism board sends you mm-hmm. and they were coming back about the minority businesses mm-hmm. and why do you need to go to minority businesses? You know, explain a little bit about some of the things behind that, because I don't think a lot of people realize that when we have itineraries, it's we're not if it's a sponsored trip. It's not our itinerary that we set up. 
Yeah. So um, 90% of our trips, we usually work through uh, the tourism department. And that usually means that they set up an itinerary for us. They tell us where to go. Um, and they fund it as well for us to go. And we won't post about places if we have a negative experience, but at the same time, it's kind of out of our control. And one thing that Carl and I have always been uh, dedicated to is that we only want to share our authentic experiences. So we don't write about restaurants that we don't go to. Uh, we don't we don't include stock photos. We only include our own photography. And so we don't always get to go everywhere. And actually restaurant articles are the ones that usually get the most heat <laughs> because of that, because I know that everyone is really passionate about uh, where they eat and what's their favorite restaurant. And I don't blame them. Um, but, you know, in a three day span, if we get to go to 10 restaurants, that's a good day. And that's a good, a good number of posts to experience because I, feel like you know there's a wide range of people out there people who just go to the same restaurant over and over again and then people who like to try new stuff and so there's always a a, a range of what you can experience in the amount of time so we try our best <laughs> to go everywhere but again we can't go everywhere but one of the wonderful things about these articles is that they're never finished we're always updating them every single time that we go back somewhere like um you know, we're going, we already have a Blowing Rock restaurant guide and it's one of our top performing articles, but we're going back in a week and we're going to go eat at two new restaurants and that's going to go on the list. And, you know, we're going to try and add and continue to build it. And that's the wonderful thing about blogging is that it's never finished. Mm -hmm. When you put it out there on the internet, it's never complete because we constantly go back and we're updating and we're um, making things better, or we're switching out photos, or we're optimizing, and there's always more things going on behind the scenes. So, um, yeah, it's never finished. We'll, we'll be back. <laughs> I just want to make a point to let people know that sometimes the itineraries, we don't have control over where we're going. So to take it out on the ind individual blogger is really, yeah. I would say, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard, but and it's also, you know, understandable sometimes because I feel like, you know, this is your hometown and you feel like some because I've I've seen these articles too in my hometowns and I've seen them I see them more from not from bloggers but from websites that kind of do content curation of you wonder do they really go there? Did they really experience it? What do, do they really know what's happening? Um you know, and sometimes we're writing these articles after, you know, just only having a meal there. And we do the best that we can. We take our photos. We talk to the owners. We do our research. But we don't always get everybody. And we try. <laughs> now, have you seen since then? Have you been able to request, like, if you have an itinerary, you're like, hey, can we get some minority-owned businesses in with our yeah. able to request that? Yeah. And actually, um, interestingly enough, one of our goals for 2019 was to include we whenever we would pitch uh, a tourism board or a destination we always tried to pitch that we wanted to include more minority owners and we also wanted to include more women-owned restaurants and businesses and sometimes and and we pitch it it doesn't mean that they always go for it so that's the other side of it is that we request the that or um you know in 2018 <laughs> This is this is a good example. 
in 2018, we pitched healthy eating because we were on a on a kick with a, a whole 30. And we were like, we're going to highlight all these healthy places. And North Carolina is not just barbecue and fried food and, you know, pimento cheese, but um, only one destination went for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. They were like, no. And, and even when they did, it was a lot of like vegan restaurants. And it was not it wasn't really like what I was thinking in terms of healthy food. Um, so yeah, it's, it's hard. And it's also good to know when you're coming from the tourism side is that they have goals that they have to meet as well and deliverables. And so there are specific uh, things that they need to highlight as well. And they also have to spread the love around in their city. So, you know, if everybody wants to go to dirt bags, which they should, but yeah. they kind of have to spread it around a little bit so that everybody gets some love because they can't, they can't show favoritism. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> now, um, what's some, what's when you're putting together your itineraries or when you're put to get pitching for a trip, what's the main things you look at? What's the main thing we look at is we're trying to solve a problem. So, um, you know, what, what is there to do in this destination? Because people are going to do that. They want to know, why should I go to this place? What's unique? What's special? What sets it apart? But then also the things that don't set it apart, that kind of make it into a well-rounded place. Um, there are destinations that are really great for museums and for uh, just going and enjoying travel and tourism. But there are also destinations that have great community and the people and that sets that apart. And so in, when, when I'm there, that's when I'm trying to kind of decide what is it that this destination thrives on? Is it, is it the people? Because if it is, then we need to talk to more of them. We need to highlight that and tell people that this isn't just the place where you go and you spend your money. It's the place where you go, you talk to the guy at the coffee bar, you get some candy and you talk to the pit owner at the barbecue place. And, um, so that's what we really try to strive for is, is this just, is this the place where you go and you enjoy, or is this the place where you really dive in and talk to people? Cause I mean, people travel for different reasons. Some people travel just to see and tick things off their bucket list. And that's great. We love that too. But then there are also people who want experiences. And so we try to appeal to both sides. So what it has been some of your favorite experiences? I really love, and this was, literally right before uh the shutdown the COVID shutdown i went to lexington and um the people were just so kind and so sweet i went into so many barbecue pits and i was just in heaven <laughs> um you know and it was it it was great because there's such a history that you know if you don't talk to the people you wouldn't know it you you would have no idea you would have no idea that they found barbecue pits in city hall unless somebody told you and you were talking to somebody um you know i went into uh lanier's hardware store uh because it's a it's a huge hardware store not that like i was looking for hardware it's just massively huge and i'm just walking through the aisles and the mayor comes up to me and starts talking to me and <laughs> we're just like hi <laughs> you know it's just a funny experience to get to know the people and it was clear that that was what they wanted to, sh to highlight and showcase yeah because a lot of times people are what make definitely make the community 
and yeah. welcoming. Yeah. So if you had to list your favorite, like all time, if it was like your last meal, I know I'm putting you on the spot here of North Carolina foods, what would you have? It doesn't matter how big the meal is. So I'm not going to tie you down to how big it is, but what would you have as your last meal from North Carolina? I know what it is. Uh, <laughs> um, it would be, uh, <laughs> of course, it's going to be a barbecue plate from uh, Skylight Inn. Skylight. I just outed myself. I, I always said that I would never out myself to say because what my favorite barbecue in North Carolina is. But um, Skylight Inn was an amazing experience. <laughs> um, I, I just, I still think about it. And I'm going to go back. We went for my birthday last year. And I think we might just have to do that again, actually. That's a good idea. <laughs> and where is that located at? It's in Aiden. So it's in eastern North Carolina. Oh, right around near me. So yeah. I'm gonna you need to go to Aiden. Yeah. You haven't been to Aiden? No. Oh, you need to go to Skylight Inn. No. I think I'm going to be heading there pretty soon. Yeah. Because we've got the the cracks in it. So there really is a, a good um fat and smoke and salt and uh texture to it too so um you know we we i went on a mission a year and a half ago to um go to all of the historic barbecue pits in north carolina and i think we have maybe we're up to 30 30 barbecue restaurants that we've been to in north carolina and um that was a passion project. Nobody paid us for that. Nobody sponsored that. We paid for all of that. We, we road trips for barbecue and it was amazing. <laughs> and um, Skylight Inn was still uh, uh, probably my favorite. <laughs> so you just brought up another question. How much of this is sponsored and how much do you guys pay out of pocket? Um, so I would probably say if you look over the years, it's probably 50, 50. Um, you know, we pay, because it's also, you know, you pay for behind the scenes stuff on our blog and advertising and hosting and social media and marketing and just all that other stuff. So uh, we went years and years and years of paying for it for ourselves. Um, lately, a lot of the trips that we go on, those are sponsored trips where the CVB will host us and we will um, receive, not payment, but we will receive uh, free food and lodging and attractions to go there. Um, we've been asked by several destinations if we do charge. And right now we choose not to charge because we feel like um, we want to develop relationships with destinations and tourism and small businesses. And we feel like right now, if we were to start charging, it changes that relationship. So for us, we want to continue to come back again and again and, uh, you know, especially now after COVID tourism and CVBs run on hotel occupancy tax. And so if tourism and hotels are hurting, then uh, CVB and tourism and marketing is really going to hurt. So for us, it's, we make our money in other ways to do this full time through um, ads and also diversifying and a slew of other projects. But um, yeah, it's kind of half and half on funding on, we pay for a lot of stuff on, on the behind the scenes side. Um, you know, our trip to Maggie Valley, that was all paid for our trip to the beach. We paid our Maggie Valley. We paid for Atlantis Lodge. We paid for as well. So it's, it goes back and forth. Some things are sponsored and some things are self-paid. 
but sometimes the trips are like way more than you would have ever thought about being paid for anyways. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) People just don't quite understand that there, but people think, Oh, you got it for free. No, we worked for it. Yes. We had to put crank out content. We had to take these pictures. We had to do all this stuff. Yes. When we're on a trip and especially when we're on a trip with Charlotte, we're up at 4am. We're working the whole time that we're, and, and working is, it does look different. So working for me is I'm photos, I'm on social media, I'm uploading things. And then I come back to the hotel at, you know, seven o'clock and we keep, I edit photos, I keep working. We, um, you know, when we're, when we're traveling, it's not, it's not always as fun as we make it look. <laughs> um, but for the most part, you know, we're, we're experiencing and we're seeing things and businesses that, North Carolina is proud of and passionate about, and that's why we keep working, even though it was free for us. Um, you know, we once we go to a destination, we don't just write about it once, or we don't just post about it on Instagram once. We continue to talk about it in new and different ways. Um, so we try to really give these destinations a strong ROI um, on their investment, so that we can we can and it benefits us too. That if we can create more content from one trip then we're able to keep on having more articles and more things for people to read. And what's the turnaround on your trips? Like when you come back, do you already automatically have a blog post written by the time you come back or what's the turnaround for the blog post? We say one to two weeks typically. And we, we changed this. (laughs) We changed this at the beginning of this year. And of course it hasn't been as amazing, but um, typically we will write a main article before we go. Uh, because it's it's always good to have your research ready. So we'll write, uh, you know, just the general facts and then come back, edit photos and um, add in details and fix it up after that. So we typically say one to two weeks on one article. And then we kind of space things out throughout the year after that from um, a destination. So we try to have probably from a trip, we promise one, our idea is to... Um, under promise, over deliver. Want to make sure I didn't flip that. <laughs> um, so we'll we'll always pitch one or two ideas, and whichever ones they go for, and then um, any extras are kind of bonuses that uh, the destinations get. So, because it's good for us too. Um, you know, this trip that we just took to Maggie Valley, I've already written three articles on it, and two more are going to come out of it as well. Only one has been published so it it takes a little bit longer the writing part is actually the fastest part it's the after the writing and that's carl's deal so i don't know anything about that (laughs) (laughs) now i remember you saying that during covid that you were thinking you guys were thinking about writing a book yes and actually we have written it and this is my my fault, my problem. Um, so we basically took our bucket list. Um, our bucket list has over 200 things in North Carolina to do and experience. And we took our bucket list and expanded our bucket list um, into a page for each one of them, not a full page. So a half page photo and then a half page of text as well. Um, and Carl did all the writing for it. And I'm to do all of the production of putting it together. And I've only gotten through a third of the state. So <laughs> we're working on it. <laughs> are you going to self-publish it on Kindle? Or are you going to print? 
Yeah, no, I think uh, we're going to start out with a self-publishing Kindle and then see where it goes and what happens. Um, it was just an idea of uh, trying to diversify our income stream. And, um, you know, there are people who are going to want to have a hardcover. And we looked at, we have all these beautiful photos and they're, you know, you can't put every photo of every destination on uh, a website because it slows down the speed and it's not always important. So this is a way to both combine um, my photography and the writing and the important details on the destinations to make them into one. <laughs> I love how the you're already thinking about the next step about how to diversify. Are there any other yeah. projects like that? Um, yeah, so I think this came from back in November. There was a Google algorithm update, which um, completely shattered a lot of bloggers where um, we get a lot of our search traffic from Google. And when the Google update happened, we were all like, what do we do? And that was the first time we really looked at our traffic and saw that, you know, we need to find other ways to to make money and to also serve our readers in different ways if they can't find us on Google or if we're, we're doing something different. So that's where the book came along. We also started an email list because we hadn't had an email list up till then um, so that we could send out our articles and reach new readers through email lists because everybody likes to consume things in different ways. Um, Carl and I have talked about doing some uh, travel, North Carolina travel merchandise. We're still in the talking stages of that. Um, and Carl's starting a podcast. So that's the next level. He's got about three or four interviews ready for the podcast. So there's more coming. So the podcast, what's that going to be centered around? That's going to be interviews. So he's going to interview uh, local business owners, interesting people, um, you know, because ultimately that's what, uh, you know, we love about traveling is talking to talking to people so um you know he interviews me for the first one so <laughs> the most, just the most interesting out of the way <laughs> but um, yeah I think that you know over our travels we've talked to interesting chefs and people who have stories that they want to tell and so it's that was another one of Carl's Carl's ideas that for a while I was like yeah 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 and um no but I think he he went ahead and he did it and he showed it to me and what he had done and the work and I'm really proud of him for it. So I think it's going to be good. And uh, I, I'm letting him go with this one. Um, is there official official launch date for the podcast? Not yet. So I think he, I told him that he needed to have a couple of backlogs ready to go. So I think probably in the next month, I would say. And the title NC Tripping or is it something? No, it's going to be uh, NC Travel Chat. So Carl had started um, about a year ago a Twitter chat called NC Travel Chat. And that was, happened to be at the same time as um, the NC Phase Travel mm -hmm. Chat. Mm -hmm. And so we we're like, we don't need, they're doing a great job. They're mm -hmm. doing a great job. We don't need that. So he had already had a, the, um, the hashtag for the NC Travel Chat and he really likes that. So he's going to go along with that name. <laughs> Yeah, because actually, that's I think that's how we really got to know each other is through the Twitter chats with that Jenny Bell from the Fable CBB put yeah. together. Yeah, yeah, those are a lot of fun, and I really enjoy. Um, I typically, if you're on social media, I am typically not the one on Twitter. That's typically Carl, um, but for a lot of the Twitter chats, 
Carl was like, you're the funnier one. You go. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, so I was like, here, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing with Twitter. What's this hashtag do? <laughs> so. <laughs> Trial by fire there in Twitter, right? <laughs> yeah. That, well, because I, I was asking him, I was like, how do I do this? How do I do that? And it's interesting because, you know, then the, it's completely flipped when it's Instagram. He's like, what is this? How does this work? I don't know how Twitter works. So. <laughs> Now, I have to tell you, working with your husband, I have to ask you this question. Working with your husband, mm -hmm. how is that? Because you guys are around each other 24-7 just about, unless you're doing a, a trip by yourself, and then you've got the kid thrown in. So, Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not amazing. <laughs> it is amazing, but it's not, it's not perfect either. So when Carl and I met, um, about nine months after we met, we moved to South Korea, and we taught together. And we lived in a closet together. It was a very, very tiny space. So we kind of learned from the beginning. That's how we knew that uh, this was meant to be because we were able to work in a different culture together and through language barriers and all of the stress that comes from living abroad. Um, so we've kind of done this the whole, how many years? 10 years that we've been together. So. Uh, the only time that we didn't really work together was for the two years that he was um, working a corporate job. So it's, there are fights, there are arguments, they're mostly creative differences is what we call them. But um, it's also a beautiful thing because we're able to dream together and talk ideas and to to really feel like this person gets and understands what I'm talking about when I want to talk about work. Um, there are times that we have to be like, uh, we can't talk about work right now. It's shut off. Um, if we go on a date, we have a, a rule. And if it's a date, that's not a working date. Cause that's also another problem is a lot of dates turn into work. <laughs> we'll have a rule that there's no talk about dinner or about um, work until the, din the plate dinner plates arrive. Once the dinner plates arrive, we can talk about work if you want. If not, then we've got to try and keep it, keep it about other stuff. <laughs> how often how what often is that rule broken though or is it well, we don't we don't go on very many non-working dates so. <laughs> um yeah so a lot of the times when we get babysitters it's usually for um work events or um yeah it's usually for work events so typically we'll go on a date maybe once every three months Yeah. And usually it's pretty, we're good. We're good about not talking about work. There's sometimes that we'll just stare at each other and not know what to say. <laughs> you're like, okay. Yeah, because I think that when you're going after a big goal and a big dream with somebody, and it's also somebody that you love, um, you know, there's there's a lot of passion and there's a lot of um, thoughts and just things that, you know, when we're in the car, that's something that we, uh, in the beginning of, quarantine we would just get in the car and drive because it was something that felt familiar to us because yeah. it would also be where we would talk about um, ideas or articles or what's coming up or how to get out of this funk that we were in <laughs> so um, yeah it's it's difficult but it's also incredible <laughs> okay so we're about to wrap up but I gave you the questions so you can think about it ahead of time some people I just hit with the questions but what is one unusual thing about you 
one unusual thing about me, I would say, um, you know, I, Carl and I are constantly trying to change and evolve. Um, you know, we spend a lot of time working on personal development and I feel like this is unusual maybe or not. Um, is that I really don't know when to shut up. So, <laughs> and I, in my defense, I feel like um, I've always been really, really vulnerable on social media and it has 99% of the time been a, a wonderful thing. Um, for example, after my daughter was born, I had a very traumatic birth experience and I opened up about it on Facebook and the outpour and love that I got after that was one of the things that helped me heal afterwards. And I feel like that is also my social media strategy for our blog as well, because I think that people really do relate to you when you're authentic and you're vulnerable and you tell them that this sucks, this is hard. I don't know how I'm gonna keep going, but I wanna keep going. And then there are people who come to you and say, we believe in you we think it's amazing. This is great because I don't want to be just somebody who puts out lists and people read it and be done with it. I want people to have a relationship and, and build with us. Um, Cause I really think that in a digital world, especially a COVID world um, you know, you don't get those kinds of interactions as easily anymore. And so you've got to kind of do it on, on social media, which Social media is so hard to be on anyways, because everybody's only sharing the best parts. And I don't want to just share the best parts. I want to share it all because sometimes it does suck and sometimes it's amazing too. And so you've got to share the good with the best. So I'm unusual because I don't know how to shut up. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> now, would your husband say that that's a good quality or a bad quality? I think that the numbers show for it. <laughs> I think that, you know, there have been um, some posts that I have done that he's like, I don't know if you should have done that. I don't know if you should have said that. And then hours later, when there are people who are telling us, you know, coming and talking to us that it, it was the right thing to do. Um, he's a lot more private of a person than I am. So I kind of balance each other out and so you said your next trip is to Fayetteville next weekend yep mm -hmm. okay so well if you're in Fayetteville and you're watching this look for Christina and uh, the whole family's going the whole family's going yep are you going to see Auntie Faye of course we're going to see Auntie Faye <laughs> how could we not see Auntie Faye <laughs> <Her> bag, right <laughs> yeah <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me today. Well, and thank you so much for having me. This was great. Thank you. All right, guys. See you guys on Wednesday. Thank you for listening to another episode of Chats from the Blog Cabin. I hope you learned a lot about my beloved home state of North Carolina with Christina from NC Tripping. And I actually got her to out herself, didn't I? She wasn't going to choose a favorite at the beginning, but at the end, she outed herself with Skylight Barbecue in Aiden, which I have never experienced. So it looks like I'm going to be planning their trip there soon. So I'll let you know later how it goes. 
I hope you'll have a great rest of your day. Be blessed. And remember, keep chatting.